We're going to read a passage from the Bible now. Um, This reading comes from Matthew chapter 27, verse 11 to 26, and can be found on page 1550 of the Church Bibles out in the foyer and also on the screen. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? For he knew it was out of self-interest that they handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting in the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him! When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, His blood is on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Thank you very much, Esther. Uh, Can I add my welcome to that of Phil? My name is Chris. I'm the pastor here, and it's wonderful that you're here with us on Good Friday. Now, can you remember what happened on Tuesday? That was a sad day, wasn't it? Does anyone remember? Notre Dame, burnt. That was a sad day. We just read a very sad story. Today, we remember that sad Friday, yet Christians call it good. What could be good about such a sad day? Okay, we've heard the story. Let's see if we can go through it again. What happened? Well, Jesus was handed over to this person here. The Roman governor, Pontius Pilate. There he is. Pretend that's red. Down there. All right. The Roman governor, Pontius Pilate. And Pilate, we heard, knew that Jesus was innocent. He questioned Jesus. Let's see if we can draw Jesus here. Oh, dear. I think I might go to Texter. How about that? Might be easier. Pilate questioned Jesus. 
And Jesus made no reply, which astounded Pilate because Pilate knew that Jesus' life was on the line and Jesus made no attempt to defend himself. And even his wife, Pilate's wife came to him and said, make sure you have nothing to do with this man today because I've been disturbed in a dream because of him, because I know that he is innocent. Now, kids, do you know what innocent means? It means you haven't done things wrong. You're not guilty, okay? So Jesus was like that. But Jesus made no reply. Now, why did he make no reply? He made no reply well, because, let me explain. I want to introduce the idea of a swap. Now, here we have a magic trick. <laughs> I love magic tricks. All right, so here we have a white bag and a red bag. In the white bag, there is a red rope. In the red bag, there is a white rope. <laughs> Got it so far? All right. So, now... What we can do is make them swap. Are you ready? There you go. It worked. Now I'll make them swap back. So in the red bag, we have a white rope, right? And in the white bag, we have a red rope. No problem, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're probably thinking there's something fishy going on here. All right. Okay, let's try that again. You have to watch very carefully. It all happens in the, the click. Ready? Did you see? That was quick. All right. So what colour rope was in the white bag? The red rope. Hmm. That's funny because now I see the white rope in the red bag. All right. And let's see. And now in the red bag, there's the red rope. Isn't that amazing? They swapped. That's a very generous clap. Because now I know what you're thinking, right? What are you thinking? There's two ropes in there, isn't there? You guys weren't born yesterday. All right. Okay. So you think there are two ropes in there? All right. Okay. So I admit it. Here we go. All right. There were two ropes in there. So then that's it. No problem. Now these bags are empty, right? If the swap really worked. And you're thinking, I'm not born yesterday. <laughs> yes, there are two ropes in each one. There's a red and white rope in that one. And there's a red and white rope in that one. Isn't that amazing? Watch while I use this very sophisticated illustration to explain Jesus' death. All right. <laughs> okay. So, where are we up to? There's a swap that's going on. Where's my texture? Here we go. Because Pilate says, there's a custom, right, at this time, the Passover. Pilate's the Roman governor, a very temperamental place called Judea, and it's hard to keep the crowds under control. So there's been a custom that every Passover, Pilate would release a person, a criminal, and would let him off the hook. And so here is the one that he suggests. Well, actually, he suggests Jesus. Because Pilate knows that Jesus is innocent. And here's someone a bit crazy named Barabbas. <laughs> All right? Now, Barabbas, he is known to be 
guilty, all right? Kids, do you know what that means? That means he's done something wrong. And everyone knows it. It's right that he's in prison. Pilate comes out and says, okay, which one do you want me to release? Do you want me to release the innocent one, Jesus, or do you want me to release the guilty one, Barabbas? Now, kids, I wonder what you think Pilate did. If you were Pilate, who would you have released? The innocent person or the guilty one? Knowing that the person who's released goes free, the person that stays gets killed. Would you release the innocent or the guilty? The innocent, of course. And so Pilate says this to the crowd. Which one do you, of you do you want me to release? Now, at this point, the chief priests stirred up the crowd. Barabbas, release Barabbas, they yelled out. Pilate says, which one? Barabbas, Barabbas, Barabbas. Why? What crime has he committed? Still they stirred him up. Release Barabbas. What shall we do with the one they call the king of the Jews, the innocent one? And the crowd said, crucify him. What is Pilate going to do? Well, he pretends that he, he's, he's innocent. He gets a bowl of water and he washes his hands clean and he says, from now on, I'm innocent of this man's blood. And the crowd say, that's fine. Let the blood be on our own heads. But Pilate wasn't innocent. He was the one who had authority. And do you know what he did? The terrible, terrible thing. He arranged a swap. And he set Barabbas free. And Jesus, he handed over to be crucified. Do you see what happens here? A swap has been made. Now, why would Jesus stand there and allow this to happen? Why wouldn't he protest? Why wouldn't he defend himself before Pilate? Because Jesus wanted the swap to be made. He knew that even though he was innocent, he would take the place of the guilty so that the guilty could go free. Do you know what? At that time, when everyone saw this, no one understood it. No one understood it. And so the question is, do we? The second reading is from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 27, verses 27 to 31. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand. Then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. They spat on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. Thank you, Elizabeth. Have you ever had the experience of being laughed at by friends? Maybe at school, something like that. Have you ever had someone treat you unkindly? We might just have a little aisle just in the middle. Thanks very much. Okay, um, Jesus, of course, he went through this thing himself. Now, I wonder if you can work out who I'm drawing here. He was in the reading. 
Oh, someone said it. What did you say? Say it loud. Oh, well done, the soldiers. That's right. So here is the soldier. He's holding his spear. And he takes Jesus. And this is Jesus here. And they twist a crown of thorns and place it on his head. And they are doing that. Why do you think they're doing that? They're doing that to make fun of him as the king. And they put a sign. Well, they knew he was the king of the Jews, you see. Or that he, he said that he was the king of the Jews. But I don't think they really believed it. And they made fun of him. Now, I'm going to ask for a very brave volunteer now. Someone who wants to be Jesus, who got what the soldiers did. Uh, Mark, thank you. Come on up. <laughs> oh, no. Mark, um, now, it, w- it won't all happen to you. Now, kids, I really do need you to move aside, so there needs to be a... Okay. Mark, hi. Hi. Um, you, you grow in Christ-likeness every day. <laughs> and um, anyway, this is, just to il- this is just to illustrate. So Mark very kindly said he would be prepared to be a stand-in for Jesus today. So the soldiers, of course, had their fun with him. And oops, they put a... Cra- ouch. Crown of thorns, they pushed it in till his head bled. I won't do that to you, brother. <laughs> and they mocked him. This is a robe that a king might wear. And they mocked him. So they put this around him like that. And then they got a big staff like this. And they made him hold that. And then they bowed down and said, Hail Jesus, King of the Jews, Hail Jesus. They were making fun of him. Then they took the staff and they smashed him on the head with it. And they spat in his face. Broke his glasses. glasses. (laughs) They treated him terribly. So they mocked him. And then what happened is they led him out to be crucified. So they took him outside, out here. Right down the back. Come on, keep going. And they took him out to be crucified. They led him away after they'd had his sport with him. Okay, through here. And this was out of sight to most people, just like it's out of sight to you. But then they got Jesus and they made him carry... The cross. The cross was a massive thing. It was heavy. It's actually, this cross is made of hardwood and it's too heavy for Mark or myself just to carry by himself. Now, of course, Jesus had been whipped and he had been beaten. And so, Simon, would you mind? (laughs) Thank you. Simon of Cyrene was there and they made him carry the cross. 
And then, of course, they crucified him. Thank you, Simon. Thanks, you can... They lifted, they put Jesus on the cross, lifted him up. It's all right, don't worry. Just push the bottom. Thank you, Mark. (laughs) And they crucified him on this cross. And it was terrible what he went through. Up there with a crown of thorns, they put a sign above his head saying, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. And then, just as the soldiers had mocked him, it happened again. So, there were passers-by who mocked Jesus. And they said, Ah, you're the Son of God. Why don't you save yourself? Come down from the cross if you're so good. Come down and save yourself. It wasn't just the passers-by who did that either. It was the chief priests. You say you're the son of God. You say you can build the temple, destroy the temple and build it in three days. Come down from the cross and save yourself if you think you're so good. It wasn't just the passers-by or the chief priests who mocked him. It was even the thief on the other side of the cross who made fun of him and humiliated him and mocked him. Jesus suffered in our place. The weird thing is that he could have come down from the cross and saved himself, you know, but no one there understood. No one who saw it, understood what was going on. He could have come down from the cross and saved himself, but he didn't. He stayed there to save us. The question is whether we understand. The third reading comes from Matthew 27, verses 45 to 54, and can be found on page 1552 of the Church Bible. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. 
When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. Thank you so much. Um, If you were listening carefully, you would have heard three signs, supernatural signs from heaven, which explained what happened when Jesus died on the cross. The first one was about the sky. Now, when we go out and we see the sky, uh, the, the clouds and the, you know, the blue and the sun, it's a sign of God's goodness to us, isn't it? Sky. Then, of course, there's the curtain. Now, I don't know if all of you can see, but here is a little curtain. Now, you can tell a lot about a message being sent from the sort of curtain that there is. Here is a gingham curtain, a lovely, lovely curtain. This sort of curtain says, come in and have a cup of tea. You are welcome. Okay. Sky. Curtain. The real curtain that I want to talk about is not a gingham curtain, but a curtain that was there in the temple, right in front of the Holy of Holies. This was the place where God was meant to be. And the whole temple system was set up because of sin. How could a holy God deal with people who were sinful? And the temple was there to to make this possible. And the temple was really a butcher yard. There was much blood sacrifice that went there. If you sinned, you had to confess your sin onto the head of an animal who would be slaughtered in your place. But even then, the blood of animals was not enough for you to be able to approach God and live. And that's why right across the front entrance of the Holy of Holies where God was, there was a curtain. And this curtain had a very clear message. It didn't say, come in, have a cup of tea. It said, stay out, danger. Sky, curtain, one more thing. The third one, Ah, now I remember. The third one (laughs) had to do with tombs. Now, Jerusalem had their fair set of tombstones like anyone. That's a bit hard to stand up. Anyway. We have tombs because people die, right? And death is another product or consequence of people sinning against God. Once people started sinning against God, they began to die because the wages of sin is death. Now, if you listen to that reading, there were three things that happened when Jesus died. It's exciting, isn't it? (laughs) Okay. The first thing concerned the sky. What happened? Well, it was 12 o'clock in the day when the sun is normally the brightest and darkness came over the whole land until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. This doesn't normally happen, right? If you see the sky doing something weirdly different, weirdly, really, weirdly different, then... That is a sign from heaven. What was it a sign of? It was a sign of heaven 
that judgment was falling on Jesus. And we know it because Jesus on the cross, he cried out, and it was read for us, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The father was turning his back on Jesus the son, and he was being judged. So judgment was falling on Jesus. But remember the idea of the swap? The judgment was falling on him instead of the guilty. Whoa, here we go. (laughs) Instead of the guilty, the judgment was falling on the innocent because he had done a swap in our place. It was as if Jesus was guilty so that we who were guilty could go free. The judgment of God was falling on him. But what does it mean? What, uh, what did that do for us? Ha-ha, here are the other two signs. At the moment that Jesus died, two other amazing things happened. When he cried out in a loud voice and gave up his spirit, two other magical things, amazing things happened. Okay, the first was that the curtain in the temple, which had said, you cannot come to God anymore, The way is barred. You cannot enter God's presence and live. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom like that, saying there was no need for more sacrifices. His was the one sacrifice. The whole temple system, you didn't need it anymore. The way was now open uh, for people to have relationship with the living God and live. This was astounding. And then... At that point, you may have missed it. Let's see if we can do it again. (laughs) There was another thing that happened. Now, I'm I'm going to try and not do anything bad here. (laughs) Okay. At the point that Jesus died, what happened? The very next thing that happened was the tombs broke open. Should we do another one? The tombs broke open and, what's more, the bodies of many righteous people came to life. Amazing, right? Okay, do you see what happened? It was as if all the laws around our universe, if you sin, you die. If those laws were like a, a, a kind of membrane, it was as if Jesus, at that time, he dies on the cross and he punctures the membrane. This is a sign to us that Jesus beat death He suffered for us on the cross. He took the judgment of God on himself so that no more sacrifices. The way is now open for us to come to God when we believe in him. And he has totally beaten death. Now, we will hear more about this on Sunday. Today is Good Friday. But it's interesting. We have a hint of the resurrection to come on Good Friday. Isn't that astounding? There's good news, you know. Jesus, the innocent king, did a swap for us on the cross. 
so that all who believe in him don't need to perish, but can come to know God right before him and can live again with death defeated. This is a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's right that we praise him. It's right that we come to him and believe in him. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for Jesus. When we remember what happened when he died, the judgment of God, the sky turning black, the cry of the cross, the judgment of God. And yet, as well with that, the curtain was torn, the way is open, and dead bodies were raised. He has beaten death. We believe in him and we praise you for him. Amen.